Hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, we've got a gentleman joining us all the way from the sunny shores of Hawaii, Lane Kaoka. How are you doing today, Lane? Hey, I'm doing awesome, Dave. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So, Lane is an experienced real estate entrepreneur. You wouldn't know it from looking at him because he looks like such a young guy, but he's been doing the real estate game for a good chunk of time. Start off with, I think you got your first property just out of university or while you're still in university. Yeah, it took me a couple of years to save up the down payment, but yeah. Especially in Seattle, I would imagine. Yeah, actually 10 years ago is to the day almost. Nice, nice. And you started off doing single family homes and then you've worked up into much, much bigger deals since then. So looking forward to learning from you from your journey with real estate investing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Lane, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate in the first place? Yeah, so I went to school to be an engineer, but was raised on that linear path of go to school, get a good job, and work at that job for 40 years. But if anyone's been a civil engineer before, you know that your first job isn't very glamorous. You go out and you manage crews out in the field. But I was... You know, I saved enough money for a couple of years eating just ramen noodles all day long, figuratively, just to save my money and bought a property, but I was never home. So I just rented it out and I lived in corporate lodging for a few years, just saving all my money. And, you know, then I realized that was a primary residence to live in first. My rents there from my tenants were 2200 and my mortgage was 1600 And to a young 20-year-old kid, that was a lot of beer monies. And I realized like if I just repeated this, I would be out of the rat race. So that was kind of my start in this whole thing. Well, that's, that is very, very cool. So you also started with single family homes. And since then you've moved into other things and reading your bio, you're into all sorts of different things now. So what are you focusing on primarily these days? What do you invest in primarily? Yeah, so I, I kind of acquired the next few years, I, I got up to 11 single family home rentals, did a lot of those turnkey rentals, which I still kind of help people get started with today. But then I realized they're not very scalable. 11 rentals, you're going to have only $3,000 passive a month, which is great, but it's not going to allow you to quit your job. So I started to learn more about multifamily apartments. Then I discovered syndications. And then since then, I've been selling off my single family homes and transferring it into apartment buildings or now mobile home parks, assisted living deals, different asset classes with different operators all over the country. Very, very cool. So are you more, are you more of the mover and shaker guy and you joint venture with other people that are the more of the, the managers on your deals or are you doing these deals from scratch? Yeah. I mean, initially I was just the LP, right? Because I didn't know much. I knew it academically. I mean, I think a lot of people know this stuff academic, but there's so much podcasts out there. But I just jumped on to kind of get in the group. And then after a while, I got invited to be in general partnerships and I got to see what it was like inside the curtain. And yeah, and that's, I just kind of use my LP money and go into multiple, multiple deals and for me, I'm trying to build up a little syndication ladder, which is the, uh, the CD ladder 2.0, I call it, where you know, you're in all these deals and they're all cash flowing, which is great, but you're, you're kind of waiting for them to get that forced appreciation, the refinance or the sale event 
to double it into even more deals and more cash flow. Nice, 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 nice. So everything's 2020 hindsight, Lane. So knowing what you know now, if you're going back to your ramen eating 20-year-old <laughs> self, <laughs> what, if anything, would you do differently? Yeah, I mean, I just quit my job six months ago, and I, I was always wondering why I was doing that in the first place. But in hindsight, that was the best thing for me. To My highest and best use to, was to work at my day job, to make 100 k a year salary, to save that money, to put into down payments on passive investments. In the beginning, it was just straight single-family homes or turnkey rentals. But then you know, I parlay that into larger syndications as a higher net worth investor. All right. So you're getting involved in syndications. Are you starting to create your own syndications and, and bring investors on board yourself these days? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people, they kind of, they know they have like a pretty good track record and going to, you know, almost a couple dozen deals now. I've kind of seen a, a bunch. So a lot of people, they just like to follow me, which is fine for me. I don't have to trust them at all. <laughs> they, they sort of just have to trust me. But yeah, people follow me into deals and sort of just like how people in the stock market do the whale watching tactic. They just follow what the big guys are doing. And that allows me to get access to more and more deals and for me to hit a critical mass where people are sending me deals because they know people follow me into them. So it's all the responsibility. I've got to go do my due diligence, run the numbers myself. I pull the P&Ls and the rent rolls, put it into my analyzer first, and then I get to know the people because people are half of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. So Lane, I know just from taking a look at what you're up to before we jumped on the interview that you're you're very very proactive when it comes to your online presence and writing books and hosting podcasts and YouTube channels and all that kind of good stuff. What do you think is the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to positioning yourself as a real estate expert? Just being different. Don't be another Waldo. And being authentic is the keyword, right? I mean, the, the example I always like to use is, you know, people have watched the Marvel Avengers, right? Take Thor, for example, the character. Nobody really liked him the first two, two of his movies. But he didn't really start to catch on until he started to be a little bit more comical, a little more authentic, vulnerable. And then Fat Thor came around and now people start to love him. And he's the only character who's going to get his third and fourth movie. I think it goes to show that real estate is used to be a bunch of people in white backdrops, blue shirts, brown shoes, and you know navy pants, right? People don't want that today, especially you know some of the the younger folks. They want authenticity. They want to see some mistakes. I mean, I I went into deals. My first passive investment, I lost like thirty forty grand because I invested with a shyster. Mm. But lesson learned, right? People want to see that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And being open about that is huge, right? The, because I agree with you. So many people position themselves as gurus and, and they know it all and they, you know, never make a single mistake. But if you're, everybody knows that's BS. So if you're just open about it and you share about it and, and I have a, a saying, a smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So it's always a good idea to encourage people to be wise, that's for sure. So speaking of mistakes, what are some of the big ones you see people making when it comes to real estate investing, especially beginners? Yeah, I mean, real estate investing kind of runs the gambit, right? Like you got wholesalers, you got flippers, you got 
accredited investors investing passively in multiple syndications. I think the, the biggest thing is self-awareness, realizing where you fall in terms of time, money, and knowledge. The first questions I usually ask people when they kind of book a call with me is, how much time and how much money do you have? If you're broke, you can't be a past investor. You know, this is real estate investing. You need money to invest. Mm-hmm. You need to go make money, you know, do some wholesaling deals or whatever, or go for a lot of my guys, you know, they're like dentists, doctors, engineers, lawyers. It just makes more sense for them to go get a promotion at their job or do an extra surgery during the weekend. That's their highest and best use than to kind of screw around with a burr strategy type of deal. So I think I see a lot of misalignment with people's attributes and what they should be doing. Yeah, that makes sense. So you come from an engineering background. So I imagine most of the engineers I know are pretty analytical. One of my questions for you is what do you, what would you consider to be your unfair advantage or your kind of real estate investing superpower? I would say like, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm pretty analytical and strategic, but I think people who kind of take it to the next level have bipolar attributes. People tell me I'm, they like to talk to me because I tell it to them straight and try and find another engineer that can actually talk to people. Right. That's a very unique skill. Yeah. You know, Dirk, and accountants as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, Dirk Nowinski was like a seven foot center, but he could shoot threes. Right. That's huge. That was why he was so great. LeBron James is like six foot nine. He can dunk, but he's faster than most point guards. I think those are the people that take it to the next level, but they're sort of exceptions to the rule. Not everybody has two skill sets that are contrasting like that. They're unique. Most people have one. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes down to self-awareness. If you only have one, where is your highest and best use? Excellent. Very good. So you're kind of getting into bigger deals these days. When you're working with clients, I know you do coaching and training and, and whatnot. What do you usually start beginner investors off with? Are you usually getting people going with like mom and pop investors, getting to go with a, a single family home or it really depends on where they're coming from. Well, I mean, I'm not big on like the coaching thing. I've kind of been the, the anti spend 20, 40 grand on a program. I want these guys to, you know, consume all the free podcasts I have, right? And I want you to maybe even own a property or two, not come in cold. But what I want to do with these guys is like, hey, if you want to take it to the next level and you're more of a passive investor, but you want to get more sophisticated and not waste your time, that's where I am to help. Excellent. Very good. So Lane, if people want to find out more about who you are and what you do, do you have any recommendations for them? Where can they go? Yeah. I mean, check me out. Simplepassivecashflow.com is my URL. My podcast is on all the, the famous podcasting channels, iTunes, Google Play, Simple Passive Cashflow is what it's called. Yeah. If you're, if you're interested in like turnkey rentals, my first 20 podcasts were all about turnkey rentals, getting acquiring your first rentals. But since then, the, the tune has changed these past few years to more syndications and more accredited investor type of investments. Very good. And as we're wrapping things up here, Lane, what, what would be one actionable piece of advice that you could give someone who's listening to this? Let's say it's somebody who's relatively new to real estate investing. What would you tell them they should do first? I would say like, you know, do, do what everybody else does and, you know, at least consume a hundred hours of podcasts first, right? Get yourself to a certain level. 
and then go network with other people, but make sure you add value to other people. You know, I think one mistake I see a lot of people where they become ask holes, A-S-K holes. <laughs> they just go up to like, hey, Dave, you know, tell me how to do this. Tell me how to do that. Tell me how to do this, right? That really gets you nowhere. That might get you a few answers, but it's the, the gold is in the relationships and social capital is probably one of the biggest, you know, leveraged assets you can create, especially starting out. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why they say real estate's all about people and your network is your net worth eventually. Yeah, I see a lot of people making that mistake as well. So what would be your recommendation instead of just going up to somebody and saying, hey, how do you do this, this, and this? What, what would you suggest that relatively newbie investor who thinks they've got nothing to bring to the table, what could they do for a more experienced person? Yeah, I mean, first of all, like pick your targets. Like I wouldn't go up to you, Dave, and just start, you know, trying to find ways to add value to you. I would kind of work your, work your way up the food chain, essentially. Find out what that person, just a few steps above you, need. Maybe you have to ask them that. In fact, ask them that, right? What's in it for them? Why would they, would they want to help you? Mm-hmm. And then try and do that for them. I think one, another big mistake is like, you know, people will say, hey, Dave, tell me how I can help you. You know, I mean, I'm not with you, how you are, Dave, but like, I'm imagining you're just too busy to think of stuff for other people to do for you, right? Like, yeah, it's a real pain in the butt, actually, when that does happen. It's like, ah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, all right, file away, archive, never see you again, right? <laughs> And a lot of times these guys, they'll either give up and never get started because they don't get that extra push. So my recommendation is go ask or figure out what it is and give freely without any quid pro quo kind of assumption that you're going to get something in return. Go ahead and do it and do it for multiple people. And you'll find that a good majority of them will likely reciprocate. And then at that point, you know, you have the data to know who you want to interact with in the future. Those people who reciprocate, they're cool you know, continue to nurture those relationships. Yeah, that's very, very good advice. In fact, I gave some similar advice to a, a gentleman not that long ago. He wanted to get into doing burrs, but he had no experience with it. And I said, well, okay, you know, these guys, they're doing it. He said, well, yeah, I, I told him, hey, I said, if you ever need a hand, let me know. Well, of course, they're never going to let him know because it's the same thing you just talked about, right? It's like, what? how are we going to put this guy to work? I said, Show up, find out where they're working, show up with your hard hat, your work gloves, big jug of coffee and a bunch of donuts, and get to work. We're doing whatever they need you to do, hauling out garbage, tearing down walls, whatever the hell it is that they need help with, just go in, roll up your your sleeves and do it. And he did, to his credit, and they loved him. They they love him dearly for it. So yeah, very, very good. Right. I mean, for me, all I ask is, hey, if, if you got enough money to buy your first property, and you're willing to listen to my first 20 podcasts about actual buying a turnkey rental, I'll get on a phone call with you. You know, shoot me an email, Lane at Simple Passive Cash Flow. Like if you're willing to put at least that much effort into it, I can put in 10 to 15 minutes of time. Makes sense. Made sense. Lane, it's been a lot of fun. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. My pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, 
then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.